Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts Writing Bootcamp Week 6, Day 2. This week we're looking at metaphors, similes and all sorts of ways of bending language to create interesting effects. Writers often imagine that more similes and metaphors equals more literary, more vivid, more emotional, more richly imagined. You're intelligent enough to already be anticipating my poo-pooing that belief. Here goes. I poo-poo that belief. It is incorrect. And to diagnose why, we need to remind ourselves of what fundamentally a simile or metaphor does. A simile or metaphor takes our attention away from the thing itself, the object or action or person or feeling taking place in the moment, in the narrative present, and it says, hey, take a look at this other thing. Now look back at the original thing with the other thing in mind. Look, we've created a weird third thing that's both and neither. Isn't that interesting? And it is. It is interesting. It combines stuff and makes new connections and patterns in the reader's head. Here's a man whose thin, fiddling fingers suggest an upturned crab. Now you're picturing a human hand, then you've got a crab on its back. And you've also got this new deeply weird phenomenon somewhere in between the two. A human hand with properties of an upturned crab. As long as you're not dealing in cliché so familiar or so abstract that the reader doesn't process the imagery, I avoided him like the plague, it was hot as hell, he was such a pig, then simile and metaphor injects psychedelic twists into your narrative. It's great. In fact, it's so great that writers routinely underestimate the power of metaphor and simile. They pile simile upon simile, all pulling in different directions, and like plants competing for the same soil and sunlight, in this case, the reader's attention and capacity to understand, they choke each other out. The actual scene gets smothered in imaginary objects. And remember that the story itself is already imaginary, so now you're adding a second tier of fiction within your fiction, objects that are unreal, even for your characters. That's so weird. A metaphor is this really big and quite complicated rhetorical move. You need to respect the punch behind it and limit their use. My entirely arbitrary rule of thumb is one per page. One simile or metaphor per printed page of text. That's what I stuck with when I was writing the honours and if there were two I'd make them battle one another for survival. Whichever was the better image stayed and the other one was fed shrieking to the editing lions. Generally speaking, metaphors are more powerful than similes. They take fewer words, for starters, and they're more committed. They're just like, fuck like, this dude's head is an egg. I suggest always looking to see if you can convert your similes into metaphors without destroying the rhythm of the sentence. And of course, look, of course you can use more than one metaphor or simile per page. Of course people have done that, especially poets. No technique is open bunny quotes, wrong close bunny quotes per se. It just has very definite effects. 
And the effect of packing your narrative full of metaphors is that it becomes very difficult for the reader to follow exactly what's going on or see the world that you're describing as it actually is. But if all the metaphors are pulling in the same direction, it, it can give a very lush, textured sense of the viewpoint character's mood, their emotional state. So we're going to try and use this today for the first part of the exercise. I just want you to recount a mundane anecdote from the past week or so of your life. So like on Monday, I realised I was out of milk, so I headed out to the shop. I couldn't find my favourite coat, so I pulled on my old red one. It was cold outside. I walked past the church and the library and so on. Just a normal sequence of events. Uh, I'm not looking for this to be hugely literary or anything. And I'd like you to include no similes or metaphors, please. It's fine to mention how you are feeling, but no figurative language. I'll give you five minutes to get that down. We're just looking for just any kind of mundane anecdote. It doesn't even have to reach the normal standard of an anecdote, which is that there's some punchline or meaning to it. It's just an episode that has happened to you. And no need to think about it too hard when you choose, anything will do. If there are gaps in your memory of the event, just make it up with likely details. Right, are you ready? Go.
and that's your five minutes. So for the second half of the exercise, as I'm sure you've already guessed, uh, you're going to take this stripped down bare anecdote and jazz it up with a welter of metaphors. You're going to absolutely pound the crap out of it with metaphors. With such an artificially high concentration, the effect is bound to be at least a little bit comic. So with the previous example, you might begin the rewrite, Monday was a wasteland. The empty milk carton stood in the door of the fridge, a crumpled sarcophagus. I decided to head out for the shop, a grey dungeon, its vaults bursting with loot. Don't worry if the metaphors you come up with are ridiculous or awkward. Far, far better to come up with something jarring, silly and original than opting for the bland safety of cliché. Risking failure is the basis of any sort of game, right? You'll have much more fun if you permit yourself the joy of fucking up. Okay, so you have five minutes to rewrite as much as you can, adding a metaphor for every sentence. Ready? Go!
And that's it. Well done. An odd and tricky exercise to be sure. And I hope it makes my point that too many metaphors spoil the metaphor broth, which steams like a swamp, a swamp like the darkness in the heart of man. For what is man but a tarpaulin filled with bees? I also hope you had fun and hit upon one or two images or collisions that gave a bit of mood or made you smile or were just interesting, you know? Being interesting is a, a great and underrated quality for fiction to have. Of course, it's easier for metaphors or similes to feel meaningful and potent and unridiculous when there's an actual scene going on around them with stakes and characters you care about, but I hope you can see how even the most boring content could be energised with a bit of figurative magic. Asterisk, that's not an endorsement of using metaphors to puff up filler scenes where nothing happens. You're better than that. Cut that shit out. Right, that's your lot for today. I'll have another exercise for you when I see you again tomorrow. Goodbye.